money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Red? Yeah. Dan's making me laugh this morning. Uh, it's it's going to be a long show when uh, the countdown gets screwed up, right? So it's like, oh, no, here we are. But, a, this uh, is Let's Talk Money with Dave and Rev, where we talk about the heart issues around money. And Dave can't count. So at least down from five. So Okay, that's uh, not a good thing when you're a mortgage guy. Uh, okay, so Rev will be talking about money. And, and, I, uh, and I think this is a show where we're... We're going to be doing a little bit of a quiz, so yeah, I'm I, really I'm, in trouble now. So <laughs> it's been a quiz month for you. Anyway, yeah. you should tell people about Crosspoint Financial first. Okay, well, and and uh, shout out to to the good folks at Crosspoint Financial and and Brent Vandermeer and his team. Uh, they will help you uh, in terms of wealth generation, investing, anything. Uh, I love our partnership. Just to give you some context. We help people get their cash flow in place so that they are positioned for investing in wealth generation. And then and giving it's, a it beautiful, away. it's just a beautiful pass off to, to Brent and his mm-hmm. team where they say, all right, now that your cash flow is stable, now that you've got a, a great handle, you know where you're spending, you know you're facing your finances. Now let's see if we can use that to uh, that money to increase your wealth. And, and so it's, a, it's uh, again, love the people at, uh, at Brent and his team uh, at Crosspoint and shout out to them for sponsoring the show today. All right. It's all you. Okay. Well, we're going to do a quiz, uh, a quiz, but Mm -hmm. I did want to just mention because we mentioned it last week and it's just something I'm. That's what I said. It's all you. Well, (laughs) it's all you. So, so we're going to, I'm going to quiz Dave in a few minutes. I've picked 10 verses I found on the internet. We're going to quiz him on whether he knows his biblical financial knowledge. Dan, we're going to need that little, uh, that little (laughs) drum roll. No, no. The the thing from what's that show where they ask the questions. Yeah, that's the one. No, it's just there. Anyway, but before we do that, I just have to also say, because you told people last week Mm -hmm. um, that I'm writing a book. So, um, uh, yeah, see, I'm stumbling over it. Yes, you are. I'm just letting you do it, too. It's so good to watch it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. I'm just working into this. This has been a place. It's a long story, um, but I'm writing a book um, about trust and money and the Lord, and um, it's I, I, I'm stumbling because I think it's just hard for me to get it out there that I'm doing this. So, yes, I'm doing it, I'm working on it this summer. You're going to hear some reruns of our shows in July because that's I'm trying to take some time and navigate mm-hmm. writing and my, the rest of my life. So, um, Lord willing, by November, you could have a copy in your hands, um, and it's called Cu- Cultivating Trust. At least that's so far. That's what we got the title at. So, um, yeah, I, we're pretty excited. Dave's very supportive. So is my family, and it really is going to be um, in written form. Some of the things we talk about it more than enough, and it's a practical and heart issue book. Um, and 
there'll be space for you to respond every day with God. So, um, yeah, that's the scoop. Just thought I'd throw that yeah. in there. So, yeah, I, I, let Reb do, I let Reb do that <laughs> I this week. I promote myself. She, I she, hate she, that. She's like, oh, Dave, you do. No, no, Reb's <laughs> going to do that. So Anyway, yeah, I have to practice. My publishers will be very happy that mm-hmm. I've done that. Anyway. Okay, t- uh, quiz time. Quiz time. I have not, you do not have your phone. You I cannot I do not peek. have my phone. So I I'm going to ask you a question. My and hand give is you, on the button. You're going to give, I'm going to give you four questions. So you guys can um, also, while you're listening, if you're at home, you can uh, get your kids quickly and uh, ask a question and see if you answer better than Dave does. Okay. Uh, what does Proverbs thirteen eleven say will happen to the money of someone who gathers money little by little? Okay. A, it will corrupt him. B, it will never make him rich. C, it will grow. D, it will be taken by his enemies. C, it will grow. Ah, good answer. I actually, I actually didn't even need the A, B, and C, but I'm glad you gave them because I really... You okay, know, so. well, I'm... Yeah, dishonest money dwindles away, mm-hmm. but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow, Proverbs mm-hmm. thirteen eleven. Now, these are all in a new international version as well. Because Boy, I could I could talk to that, but we, we know I know. The okay, are okay. There, so in Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19, the writer says that money, A, is the root of all evil, B is the folly of a weak man. C is the way to heaven. D is the answer for everything. Sorry, you got to read the first part again. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 19. The address is important Mm -hmm. in this one. The writer says that money is the root of all evil, is the folly of a weak man, is the way to heaven, is the answer for everything. It's the folly of a weak man. B. Bong. Oh, man. I went and had to look this one up, too. A, f- a feast is made for laughter. Wine makes life merry. And money is the answer for everything. Okay. I, uh, I think we need to go read the context of this. There's something about no, that verse. there's a translation and, issue. Right I don't know. I. It's a very interesting verse. Yes. yes. Okay. So, Next. That one got me. All right. Mm. So one, I'm, I'm we got one right, one wrong. Dan. <laughs> In Matthew 6, maybe we should have had Dan on here. You guys could have had a competition. I didn't think of that. <laughs> anyway, Dan's the producer. He's behind the screen. Um, uh, in Matthew 6, verse 24, we are warned about trying to serve two masters. What is the warning at the end of the verse? A, you'll get sick from trying to serve both of them. B, you can't be rich and go to heaven. C, you can't serve God in money. D, you'll be poor by the end of the day. Oh, man, there's just so many ways that I could go with that. But the answer is C, my final answer. Uh, you can't, you can't serve, serve God, God in money. money. I know. I love these answers. You'll be poor by the end of the day. You'll get sick from trying to serve both of them. Accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that would be like a good one. Anyway, it says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God yes, and money. Of course. Okay. Of course, and everybody who's heard the show knows that that's my, Fa- my favorite, favorite chapter. I know. So, so you can have all the questions from actually, that chapter, and I'm good. Yes, so. and actually, those are some of the verses I'm writing about in the book. Mm-hmm. So you know, your favorites. First Timothy six verse ten is an often misquoted verse. What does the verse say about money? A. You cannot serve God if you love money. B. You must give your money to help the poor. C, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. D, if you give your money to God, he'll make you rich. 
So, uh, you know, again, it seems to be that when in doubt, pick C. So <laughs> I'm going to pick C that says the love of money is the root of all Yes. Evil, right? For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. First mm-hmm. Timothy 6 verse 10. And it is true because sometimes I have said for money is the root of all kinds of evil, but it's the love of it. Love money of it. is a tool. And it goes back to Matthew 6 again, just that other one just you know a little can't, side note that can't serve, you can't serve the two masters right. and you're gonna love one and you're gonna hate the other so i know i always think about those two masters because mm. you, you really think about serving two different people with two different goals at work you, you can't do it it's yeah, not it you can't. you can't do it so put it in that context anyway number come on, five Alex come on, okay right how does hebrews 13 verse 5 advise us to keep our lives free from the love of money a, because money won't buy love. Can't buy you love. Yeah, anyway, um, there's, uh, I think there's four. Oh, yeah. Because it, uh, B, so A is because money won't buy love. B is because money won't get you into heaven. Why does Hebrews 13, 15 advise us to keep our lives free from the love of money? Because God has said, never will I leave you or forsake you. That's C. And D, because money always leads to destruction. Uh, you're going to have to read that again because I got stuck with the, can't buy me love. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, wait a minute. Hebrews 13 yes. verse 5 says, keep your lives from the love of money. Correct. Right? Don't. It actually says don't covet. Mm-hmm. Because A, money won't buy you love. B, because money won't get you into heaven. Because C, because God has said, never will I leave you or forsake you. Or D, because money always leads to destruction. You know what? I, I It sounds like I'm picking C all the time, but it is C. It is, it C. is C. You're so, right. I was like, you better know this, man. Uh, if you I, don't I know this I was, one. I was actually questioning myself because I'm like, can we, is it C again? Like, I know. On. I don't. I that sounds like the Bible maybe, answer. And okay. You, you, you know, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mix up the next five. Uh, so in just, case. Just, you're going to get confused and then we're going to be in trouble. Okay. So, no, so Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, Exodus 22, verse 25, gives mm-hmm. advice to those who lend money. The verse says, if you lend money, what should you do? Be, A, be sure to get interest. B, don't charge any interest. C, you will surely lose a friend. D, you must give twice as much as you mean to. From Exodus, what was the... 22, verse 25. Oh, Boys, oh boys. Um. So one was get the interest. Mm-hmm. The second one was don't charge interest. The C was surely you're going to lose a friend. And D, you must give twice as much as you mean to. Well, I'm going to go with B, but I'm not sure that that's the actual reference that talks about it. But I'm going to go with B because I can't go with C again. So, no, you know, we're uh, going to go yeah, with B. No, uh, you're probably right. B uh, So let me read it. Final if, answer. If B. you lend money to one of my people among you who is needy, do not treat it like a business that's deal. That's exactly. Charge no interest. Good. Okay, good. Because I thought that was the verse, but I'm like, oh, there's, anyways, there's a bunch of verses there that That's, so I'm glad. I mean, you know, we could have a show on each one of these verses. I tell you, we got to give these to Pastor Ray for our uh, financial discipleship Should've guy. Pastor Ray I here. Know. We could oh, have the buzzer. You know oh, what? man, Rab, we missed the I opportunity. Know. Okay, there. you know what? We're going to do this again, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it later this fall. 
Uh, and uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna have both of you guys on here doing it. I, the reason I picked today is because it's Canada Day, and we're I'm like, a little fun. we're just trying to have some fun because I, I'm honestly in a like, who wants to celebrate? In some moments, I just, I just want to go to bed yeah, and I sleep. Do. You want to celebrate? Yeah, we well, are always wanting to celebrate. Anyway, okay. Um, so we're celebrating with a quiz, Canada Day. Second Kings 12 or 16 tells us what happened to the money that was brought into the temple for sin and guilt offerings. What happened? It was put into a bank account. B, it was spent only on church expenses. C, it belonged to the priests. D, it was given to the poor. What was his reference? Sorry, again. Second Kings 12 mm-hmm. or 16. What happened to money brought to the temple for the sin and guilt offerings? It was given to the priests. Yes. See, again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 It says, the money from the guilt offerings and sin offerings was not brought into the temple of, of the Lord. It, oh, it says here, it was not brought into the temple mm-hmm. of the Lord. It, it belonged given, to the priests. It was given to the priests. That's right. So. Okay. Uh, number eight. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 12 compares money and wisdom. What word does it use to describe both? A, a treasure. B, a dream. C, a trap. D, a shelter. Oh, it's A. Which is a treasure. A treasure. You are wrong. Oh, and you it's know a what? shelter, right? It is a it is shelter. shelter. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, is it that shelter one or is it the... <laughs> so so this, okay. is, this is really cool because Two I went bucks. and read it and it's such a beautiful verse. Mm-hmm. So listen to this. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 12. Wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter. But the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Mm, that's a great verse. Yeah, Isn't it yeah. a beautiful verse? I don't even know if I ever. I mean, I said, to, I said to my family the other day, do you ever read scripture and like you've read it over and over for years, but it's all of a sudden you're like, did you just put that Bible verse in there? Because, Lord, because I've just never read it. <laughs> it. It feels like that. This one feels like that as well. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so you're like got two wrong. I don't, we, I don't know how many you've asked. but We've got I'm, ten. I'm, so, I, so far. I'm focusing on the ones I got right, not yes, the ones you got I got wrong. Six. You got six out of eight. Good. Okay. Good, good for you. Okay. Um, two more. What does Matthew 27 verse 5 say that Judas did with the money he was paid to betray Jesus? Okay, this one's easy. If you don't get this one, I don't know. One, he spent it on foolish things. Two, he threw it into the temple. He bought a Lamborghini. Three, he used it to buy a house. Four, he gave it to the disciples. Yeah, it's B. He tossed it back at them. And then they had to go, well, we can't use this because it's blood money. And they went and bought a field. field. And and that's the way. Yeah, the potter's field, right? And that was to fulfill a prophecy from the Old Testament. Which is. Yeah, that. That's a little bit. These last two are a bit sad, actually. This last one is also a bit sad. Um, In Acts, so I'll just read that. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. That's Matthew 27, verse 5. I know, not a very happy verse on... Well, it's about money. Okay, it's about money. It's what money does. Uh, Okay, we're not going there. Uh, Number 10. Uh, Dan, help me in here. Um, In Acts 5, verse 2, Ananias did something with money that was promised to God. This had a very bad result for him. Um, what did he do? Because he also died with his wife over this issue. So do you want me just to answer or are you going to give me the ABC? I'm going to give you the ABC okay. because maybe folks out there are actually writing and they can tell us whether they got perfect and beat you on the quiz. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He lied about the percentage of money he gave to God. He gave it to an idol. 
He gave it to the poor in his town. He bought a field with it. Yeah, it's A, he lied about it. Yeah, he did. So he he did, lied about didn't, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't give, you know, it's a crazy story too because, you know, it does reference the other scripture that says just decide in your heart what you're going to give and, and go and give that. And, you know, that's what Peter really says to Ananias and Sapphira when he comes in. He says, it was your money. You, you could have done anything you wanted with it. You didn't have to give any of it. And you lied. And that's kind of the bad I, part of the I, whole You know, scenario. and that is a... a it's a, not about the money. It's about what's going on in the heart. I Talk about a story about the heart issues around mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was it their greed? Okay, was, so I got 80% though. I just did. want to turn the... You know, and that's, that's about standard for me in my entire life. <laughs> no studying, no preparation. Dave gets about 80%. And let me so. just say, he does way more prep for your mortgages than this. So he's like pretty accurate. Him and Renata and Ola are pretty solid Although team I have to there. say, and I do appreciate that, there are definitely some, you know, I have these conversations with, with clients or even some of our staff that uh, they, they kind of toss these, so what do you do in this situation? And what I love, and this is what I love about this little quiz is, is we can go to scripture mm-hmm. and we can we can find wisdom and insight and we can we can actually go oh wait a minute scripture actually does address that and the more we know the more we read those those you know hey money's a shelter um then then great let's talk about how that might uh, address a, a question you might have so again going back to scripture and just saying what does the scripture say about this uh because you know some of us and and I don't want to take uh, say that it's all from Dave. No, if I know anything about money, it's because what Scripture, what God's put into to my heart and, and how I've wrestled through that. So you can do the same. So just, you know, go for it. I, if you read the quant context of Exodus 20, oh, yeah. uh, 22, I'm just like... like if Actually, you know, just a little side note. That is what got me reading. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy was actually what it all it says about money. Now, Genesis doesn't talk a lot about money, but it does talk about what money did to the the people in the early in the young earth. Uh, but that that to me is is actually what got me through those very books because they're not terribly um, exciting, exciting. For you. Oh, and numbers uh, too. So, well, uh, I I. Anyway, I it was interesting doing this little quiz, and I don't know if any listeners out there are thinking, "Oh man, yeah, I know, I know all the answers." Or mm-hmm. um, we often go to the Old Testament for the tithe verses, and we say ten percent, and then we have this whole teaching on, "Okay, well, you tithe because of what's in the Old Testament." But what do you do with the one we mentioned today? If you afflict them, oh well, mm-hmm. the context for Exodus twenty-two. You guys should go read Exodus twenty-two. You want to know how to treat the poor and the widow and see what God's heart is for them? He is a defender, man. And he will come after you if you mess with widows and orphans. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I shouldn't say it like that. Well, but and, and, and just a, a, as a little side note, I know we, we got some other things, but you know, when you read through the Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, one of the, the recurring themes that happens in God giving the, the ability to, or to, to the teaching on how economy is going to work in his with his people, it's so that there will be no poor among God's right. people. And, and to me, first of all, that reflects the heart of God. But to me, that also says, boy, what would, an, what would a, like a culture or I a know. civilization look like where there's no poor people? What would that look like? I, uh, I mean, uh, it, that I, is an inspiration to me. It's, it's one of the things that, that you know, drives me in terms of even my own generosity to say, hey, even in the context of our own little community, 
if we can have our own community, the people that we know where there's there's no poor people in among that, then then that's I mean that's exciting. And can we expand that out to maybe our towns and to our you know again see how that would grow? Um, you know that that to me is exciting. But that's a little side note. Right? Well, I know there's lots of little side notes because I'm like you take the money principle of what we read. You know, if you're going to lend to someone who's needy, don't charge interest. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if we're going to take the tithe principle, why aren't we taking that one to the bank as well? Yeah. Anyway, that's just my little aside. Not saying I do the, any of this perfectly, but it challenges me when I read these principles from the Lord. And uh, what is this? And they're mean? immensely practical, so I love I it. I know right? you love so, it. Okay, so it is Canada Day. So there's the idea. You can, Canada Day um, on obviously July 1st. I don't know what's happening. I went on the websites to see who's celebrating. There is nothing about because of the Ontario restrictions that have been in place. And as of the recording of the show, um, which is a few so weeks. We're, in Ottawa, we're all just going to go to the Quebec side and celebrate <laughs> like crazy. So, I, uh, you know, I, I have no idea. Of, uh, my, our at Quebec the, friends the time, were coming over. Well, and at the time of the recording, we were, uh, you know, we're just barely entering the first lifting of restrictions. So saying all of that, how do you celebrate? You know what? I have no idea. Other than you can do a Bible quiz mm-hmm. with your kids and see how much they know about the Bible. We, I'm going to take these questions home to my kids tonight and see how they do. Anyway, so that is just something fun. Gets you know. It's Thanks like, for making it easy on me and giving me multiple guests. Because, I know. I mean, well, the reality was you did pretty well. Eight out of ten. You knew those eight from your memory, though. Anyway, but there are some fun money facts we've also found that we'd also like to share with you on this Canada Day, and we thought we'd throw some. Uh, Ask you a question, pause, and then we'll give you the answer. So um, the first one that, that I'm looking at, it's not much of a pause, but, you know, before there was, you know, money and dollar bills and coins, they used other things to to exchange in the method of exchange. So, I mean, we, we get that there was, you know, there was grain or that there were chickens and, and you know, okay, that that's kind of fun. But here's a few that you may not have known were actually money that were um, a method of currency. So conch shells. So I don't know, was the small conch shell bigger than the big shell? So that was like, that's a $10 conch shell and that's a $20 conch shell. I don't know how that would work. Or does it just, hey, I got a handful of conch shells, right? So interestingly It would be enough, because the person that you are bartering with would want those shells. Well, like, yeah. If they but, didn't you know, want the so, shells, it hey, would be a... Hey, I got a pair of shells or, you know, that open up your... Anyways, just It kind, kind of works of p- the same picture. way on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. It could... So ivory, I, I can see. So, you know, oh, ivory. I mean, wow. an ivory tusk, you want to switch tusks can, or, you know, change, exchange that. So that, that's, that would be a big deal. Clay. Now, to me, that's like, <laughs> you know, that, that's a, a real big, that's just like the paper money we have now. It has absolutely no, no <laughs> value in my garden. Add some Here, water. I got a handful of clay for you. <laughs> well, what, what can I get for a handful If someone wanted to build a mud brick house. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so so clay. Context, um, honey. I, I'm trying to yeah. live animals and grain. We we talked about that. So so that makes sense. You know, I'm going to exchange, you know, a, a couple sheep for for a chicken or vice versa. You know, whatever that is. So that's good. Um, as long. Uh, so the the little comment uh, was is that really as as long as there was something that was a little bit scarce that that people wanted. So. Um, you know, I don't know if there's 
there's any more on that list. I don't see no, any more on that list. No, but in 1932, okay. wooden bills were temporarily made and used in Tonino, Washington. Why? Right. There was a major cash shortage at the time and wood was readily available. Right now, that would be great for me, you know, out in the bush. You just kind of oh, chop down. Okay, here we go. Make you know, a $10 bill Money does bill grow on, on trees. trees. Yeah. Oh, baby, money does grow on trees. So um, that's the one, one I found interesting, we were talking about it this morning. Where does the word check come from? Yeah. So it's derived from the game of chess. Putting the king in check means his choices are limited, just like a modern day check that limits opportunities for forgery and alteration. There you go. And and uh, my little note is, if that's the case, then the Americans actually spell it right, because in Canada we spell it, you know, C-H-E-Q-U-E, which is kind of the French version, I guess, so it would be... Looks more French. I guess. I, but, I don't know. You know, it's a check. Checkmate. So that's good. Um, what else is on the list here? There, there was another one. Uh, the Likely the first banks were religious temples. Um, you know, again, the church having an impact um, uh, partially because there was such great security in the temple um, that, uh, you know, you, you knew your money was safe. Uh, so that's an interesting little. Okay, so I'm f- I'm flipping through my pages that I found, and I'm trying to find something that's Canadian, since we're you know those were I got okay. off and probably were an American thing. A Canadian fact: okay. How long does a Canadian bill last? Oh yes, the current Canadian Journey series of five and ten dollar denomination lasts about one to two years. Twenty dollar notes last two to four years, while a hundred dollar bills vary anywhere between seven and nine years. Okay, so you know those people like a hundred dollar bills they're not spending them they just sit in your wallet for about a year right and then they they kind of pull them out right in this cash so so and you remember the two dollar bill yeah so i found a story um from february 18th from this year and it says the maximum value for the two two dollar bill can be up to twenty thousand dollars so i'm very curious if any of you out there ha- still have a two dollar bill yeah. And and on that note, if you do have the one or two dollar bills, this is the last year. Twenty twenty one is the last year that you can actually use it as currency, right? And then it becomes a collectible. It becomes collection. So if you've got some some bills, your one dollar bill probably is worth either way more. Or nothing. <laughs> well, and then it says that it has to be in a condition that's nearly perfect. Exactly. Um, with few signs of wear and tear. Yeah. So, it, and I don't know who would be the, I guess there's people out there who would buy oh, yeah. a $2 bill for 20 I mean, grand. collectors. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, we know that coin collection is, is a huge thing in terms of that. But I'm assuming that dollar bill collection. I, I have a financial advisor friend uh, a few a number of years ago. He actually, on his wall, had uh, all of the currencies that have gone defunct, all of the currencies that that have gone obsolete uh, in a great big kind of glass plaque on his wall, just uh, reminding him on really how money um, comes and goes and and reminded him that even as we put all of our trust and hope in in money, in the sense of in, in the industry, he's in the financial industry, going, look at all these currencies that are no longer in existence, mm-hmm. that have all gone defunct. And um, wonderful, godly man who uh, we had many conversations just about money and putting your trust in money and, and how really it's, it's, there's nothing to it. Well, so. and then it goes back to that verse that we talked about, that money and wisdom are a shelter mm-hmm. um, from Ecclesiastes. That yeah. was Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. And yet... Um, knowledge is better because it preserves your life, yeah. and money cannot do that. Yeah. 
just think you can throw money and start a fire and stay warm and live. So we we got a minute left here. So how did that happen? Uh, okay. Well, happy Canada Day happy to everybody. Happy Canada Day. Let me just pray a blessing, Lord. We thank you that we can celebrate this country that we live in. What a gift it is to be able to have the freedoms we do, to be able to have the resources we do, and, and to be able to to just celebrate together the history that we have uh, in this country. And so we thank you for that, Lord. We we receive your blessing and we receive it as a gift from your hand and so we just thank you for that in Christ's name so a little shout out to the point the people at cross mm-hmm. point thank you again for sponsoring the show uh, if you need to look at uh, older shows or archive shows more than enough.ca chri.ca notmine.ca and on your favorite podcasting platform remember to like it and we'll uh, talk money next week let's talk money is a division of more than enough financial fitness where god is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow for more information or to comment on today's show please visit more than enough.ca